0: This is the Sports Divided Podcast.
1: The Chicago Bulls have won
2: their sixth NBA
3: championship, and it's their second three-peat. Second two out, Palmero over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges, throws
1: out, and the White Sox have won the World Series.
4: to world champs in 2011. The Cubs win the World Series! They did it!
0: It's over! The game is over! The series is over! The wait is over!
3: And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions!
0: Welcome back to Sports Divided. We're recording on August 17th. We're joined by Dave Keith. Matt, and I'm your host, Rick. All right, uh, Matty Hoops, this one's for you. There was an apparent trade proposal. Uh, First of all, I think the Nets might just be complete and utter idiots when it comes to assets that they can get back for uh, Kevin Durant and like what these teams are trying to do when they get Kevin Durant. But apparently the latest reported uh, offer that the – Nets gave on a Kevin Durant trade with the Boston Celtics was Durant and Simmons for Al Horford, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So the entire reason the Celtics were in the finals for guys that they got beat by, why, like, why would Boston have any desire to make that trade?
2: Yeah. Because Marcus Smart's your man, right? The one you want to keep. (laughs) No, that's, that's, That's I I haven't seen that one. That that must just be like a fan guess. Uh, I I don't know that because that one that's not even possible. That's uh, yeah. The Nets or the uh, the the Celtics would never do a trade like that. Yeah, you can't give away Jason Tatum. I mean, that's the problem with Kevin Durant is he's he's going to be the best player in the trade, and you're not going to get equal, especially knowing that they don't really have much leverage then that's some heavy leverage in this you're not going to get equal trade back um or you know equal um you know talent back and then trade it's going to get contracts contracts back to clear space you get contracts back to their space and and some draft picks. that's really what you're going to get and you know you're, you're a star for a star trade on a, on a team that was in the playoffs or the championships and, and fairly close to, you know, repeating getting right back there again and following you, that's, that's not a trade you make that helps that cause. If anything, it, it shakes everything up and it puts you in the bottom of the barrel sometimes too because personalities don't go along and all that. So, yeah, no, I, that, that one kind of laughable.
0: I wish I would have screenshotted the tweet instead of just saving the graphic they put up. Cause I don't know where it came from, yeah. but it was something that I saw on Twitter. And I, I, the only thing I remember is being like, well, wow, this isn't just some random thing. You know what I mean? Like some super fan throwing out what he would love to see type of thing. Yeah, like I remember it being, being like, Oh, that's actually like somewhat reputable. And mm-hmm. I don't remember if, if it was
2: bar stool maybe, or bleacher report one of the two in reality i mean if, like if you're playing a video game and like that that would be somewhat of a fair trade uh but in in real life like that those straight that trade would never happen you know it's just it just doesn't really make sense to to break up the chemistry and the and the group that you have but you know when it's if it's just Stats on paper, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe it makes sense. You, maybe you get a little bit better or you even it out or you fix some weaknesses or something. But other than that, yeah, I think it's maybe more for debate. I think the bigger thing, though, was not that this is big because it's probably more clickbait than anything. But, you know, Giannis, Giannis to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, right. No, You know, he's just being nice. Let's just put it that way.
4: Well, well, that's yeah. yeah, off the court money. Yeah, yeah he would make here.
2: Your- but you know, he said some things though that I say all the time. And like, who wouldn't want to play for Chicago? There's so much history, and I—I don't know. I mean, I think management played a lot into that in the previous years. Um, I think we're trying to turn the corner out of that. But you know, with the with Chicago and the United Center and the jerseys and. Jordan and, and the, you know, the dynasty. And it, I don't know. I just feel like Chicago is one of those places that if I, you know, I was a kid and I grew up here. So obviously I love it. But if you had an opportunity to play it there or like the New Orleans Pelicans, you know, they're going to give like How old is Giannis now? Probably 28, 30. Well,
0: 28, while um, we look that up. So I think that also though, uh, Jonas, he's 27. He'll be 28 in December.
4: Because he's not free until the summer of 26.
0: Well, I mean. Yeah,
4: later in his career.
0: <laughs> to Matt's point, though, like, he's not going to close a door. One, because what is the one city that Milwaukee, the Bucks, would hate to see him go to the most?
4: Well, it would be here. Without point right? right? So
0: what is, what is that going to do? That's going to then – you know, by him just not slamming that door closed, it's going to make them be like, okay, what do we have to do to make sure that never happens? Not only contract wise, but also pieces around you. And, you know, yeah. do we, do we give you in your next contract, because we can only give you so much money. Do we also then add in a clause for when you retire, you become a 25% majority owner or minority owner, you know, something like. Yeah. It's all part of the
4: game let's i mean yeah. let's be real yeah the next cBA that's coming down the line these teams are going to be they're gonna have money to, to just throw around everywhere so they you're right they can keep them happy you know especially if you're doing it up you're know, doing it early up front and stuff like that so yeah but uh, yeah I, I do admire his honesty though like you said Sam I'm, you know, I'm not saying I'm going there I'd be lying to you if I told you I, I wouldn't at least consider it yeah so yeah, but,
0: but again that'd be like the same thing if he they ask about LA or New York. Like, I, th- I don't think he's going to close the door on any of the biggest markets that can tempt him or show that he's being tempted and make Milwaukee do more, you know? Because let's be real, if he really wanted out of Milwaukee, he probably would not have...
4: He'd have been going already. Yeah,
0: he would not have re-signed. No. But...
2: One, uh, one other little nugget that that actually kind of a hot take if you want to you, you know throw it out there but lebron james just has agreed to two-year 97 million dollar contract extension the player option for 24 25 so the, the the crazy thing they were talking about this about you know earnings over years and i think he was the i want to say he was like the second or third but now he's He's the highest earning player just for guaranteed career money at $532 million.
3: I mean, this money is and, and I don't begrudge him any of this, uh, because hey, if somebody wants to pay you, you know, take the money. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. got more power to you. But wow, these these uh single season amounts. I mean, you know, that's, that's $48 million, 40, 48 million for the year. Wow.
2: I don't know. And I like I I'm pretty sure he has a lifetime contract with Nike too where he's making like I want to say like 20 or 30 million dollars a year just on that. Yeah. Who knew
4: sure. that, that a high school diploma from Cleveland would get you that kind of money. I, I had a move a long time ago. Man.
2: <laughs> yeah so the so he signed a lifetime contract at the end of 2015 and the brand pays him an estimated 32 million dollars annually. So I also agree just like Nintendo King important.
1: So yeah. He's got a lot of money. <laughs> I mean.
0: Yeah, so he can miss the playoffs again. what to do, do.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, we'll see what they do. That's gonna be interesting too. Because they still have Russell Wilson. No, not Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> that trade's gotta happen. I don't know. So something there is. I, a, lot of, a lot of just trade chatters just died off. So there's, you know, little things here and there. But CBA the summer, they're done. Yeah, everybody's gone. The really minute up.
0: the D League ends, no, you don't hear anything until camp opens back up and guys come in out of shape and fat and, you know, James Harden like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. So how far do you think uh, we're away from a $60 million a year contract in the NFL or NBA?
2: Boy, I don't know. Yeah, Roquan's asking yeah.
3: for it, so. <clears throat> I think
0: it's what Roquan's
2: looking for. But,
0: you know. Well, the NFL, mm-hmm. I think, is going to be stunted a little bit because of
1: the, the cap. Sixty
2: million dollar contract, but no, you know, a quarter of it's guaranteed or something.
0: But <laughs> it's still the cap, you know, like the sixty. Yeah.
2: That's that's the thing with
0: whether it's the NHL. Obviously, the NHL. Nothing's. 60 million dollars is you know out of that's your eighty eight, eight yeah out of your eight three million that's above the ceiling for what you have to spend um but yeah same thing like NFL but I guess I mean what is uh Mr. uh DMT making this year Aaron Rodgers.
3: He, he's, yeah, aren't he uh, and Mahomes? They're in the forties, right? Yeah, they're Mahomes is fifty, I think. Mm-hmm. Really? Wow.
0: What did Kyler sign for? He signed
2: for something for you.
0: So base salary this year for Rodgers is. Hold on. Yeah, base salary this year for Rodgers is 59.5. What? What is fifty nine? 595 but his cap hit is only 40.
3: Oh so I guess you just answered my question.
0: <laughs> so out of his out of his most recent 150 million dollar contract he got for three years 595 this year uh, oh I guess the 595 was part of his old contract because he signed an extension. so his extension is 493 next year. 20.9 the year after that and at age 43
4: 15.05 well if he holds up like brady he'd be he'd be a bargain at that price well then, they asked him he if, wouldn't be playing he'd be standing on the sideline having uh you know say not me calling the places for him you know
0: <laughs> they asked him if he would play as long as brady and he looked at the guy dead in the face and said no i want to live my I want to live my life. i want to I don't want to be. Uh, I forget what he used. S- strapped to the game or something. I don't know. He said, you know, he pretty much said, no, I'm, I'm gonna be done. I'm, I'm. I don't even want. I wouldn't be surprised if he's only got two years left. Yeah.
4: Well, this year is going to be a telltale because he doesn't have a shitload to throw to this year. Yeah, he's already complaining, but I think that's. True. I think you.
0: Could, yeah, that's just Rod. That's pretty think, much.
3: Yeah, apart from the course. <laughs>
4: you got a great running game, actually. I mean, so. Well,
0: you could have looked at the same roster the year Jordy Nelson broke out or the year before Devontae Adams broke out and said, Oh, they got nobody. And then all of a sudden, Oh, there's who's Jordy Nelson? Who's Devontae Adams, a second round pick? You know, like.
3: And I'm sure part of that is just, uh, you know, certainly to motivate those guys.
0: Well, (laughs) you know, one of the things is there's there's this TikTok that I die laughing at it's this guy, he kind of has these like round table talks with himself his other teams in the division. And he's talking to himself, like it's the Packers and Vikings and the Vikings are like, let's be real. We're the only ones that have a chance to defeat them and or take down this division. And then he goes to the viker or to the back to the Packers and says something about, you know, we, no, we got plenty of weapons. They said, who Sammy Watkins, the guy who's only good week one. And then the, the Packers guy turns back and goes, do me a favor, check your schedule and that's the Vikings are playing them week one, and he, like, freaks out, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, just funny, like, like, but it's true. Like, so at least week one, Sammy Watkins, add him to your fantasy team because I'm sure he'll light it up like he always does and then, you know, falls off the face of the earth after.
2: Trade bait week two,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. But so on to uh, the Bears' 1914 uh, win in their only home preseason game over the Kansas City Chiefs. On Saturday,
2: season uh, they are undefeated. Yeah, yeah the, the the first. Well,
4: they, they won because Matt was there. That's what it was. Yeah, I got to go to all of them. I guess I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, the first team defense looked, um,
1: son, questionable at best. Questionable. Yeah, I mean, well, I, no
4: Ronko, no no number one draft pick. But-
0: well, yeah, but Roquan might not be there anyway, so then you gotta fill that hole, yeah
4: well yeah and,
0: well, but here's the other thing is the chiefs had do Travis Kelsey All
4: right, awesome well uh, we'll call that even <laughs> yeah and, 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 it might be might be and, a little favor to we'll make it out in that deal. <laughs> yeah, I was say,
0: might be a little favor to call it even on the chiefs, there. <laughs> but yeah, so you know it's uh. No, I think did Travis Kelsey play? played a fight, did no, it was just did. just Bell
4: or uh Bell, but he got hurt. Right? And he got hurt like in the first first series or something.
2: Uh, uh, Travis Kelsey had one catch, one catch for oh, now. so he that did. Okay. Oh, yeah, but I mean that was probably just like well,
0: and then Bell the Bell Dozer, the former Arkansas quarterback, is the tight end that caught the touchdown pass <laughs> at the end of that drive. But yeah, it was uh, a quick march down the field. Um, and I know there was a couple good catches by Mooney and was it Sharp? Right? Is that the eighty-eight? The white. Yeah. Tight, tight
4: yeah.
0: Um, but you could say they were poorly thrown balls that made them have to make those catches too. Yeah, I did read, especially it. the Sharp one. The Sharp one was really bad. He he had it to the outside, and he kind of that t- that video you see all over. Uh, Twitter from week one where he overthrew the guy in the corner with nobody by like 12 yards.
1: No.
4: But his yeah. adrenaline was slowing
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It's uh I so down here we somehow got the Bears preseason game instead of the Packers preseason or the uh not Packers, the Chiefs preseason coverage, which I was shocked of. Yeah. So um two takeaways from that. I don't know if I've ever heard a broadcast try to paint a better picture with such a poor work of art than those two guys were doing. Um, <laughs> it was Jim Miller, especially was uh, yeah. a lot more positive than, than he probably should have been.
2: Um well, they had good things to talk about, fairly good things to talk
4: about. I don't know. He only got sacked. He only get sacked once in the first drive. I just met the
0: whole game. They were.
1: They well, seemed. Man. They seemed
0: a lot more positive than they should have been. Um, but then the second takeaway that I had from it. Uh, was that they just kept highlighting the great hire of the special teams co- coach from. 49ers, and they kept talking about how great the 49ers played on special teams against the Packers, and they're talking about the missed field goals, and I'm like, well, okay, that means they were missed, they didn't get blocked, and the blocked punt that the Packers punter put off his own guy's helmet, and they were giving him credit for that one. So I was just, you know, it's going to be a rough year when that's week one preseason's biggest spotlight is the yeah for highlighting the special
3: coach. teams coach. Mm. <laughs> Not, not good
0: either, that or they were just trying to make a lot more roses out of what was going on. Anymore. yeah, I did like one thing
4: I liked our punter. <laughs> our punter can put the ball anywhere he wants. It's these speaking like
0: that. of punting. Did anybody see Buffalo's punter?
3: Is, is he the guy who hit uh, yeah, the one yarder? that I
0: wanted? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears> he <throat> punted it was uh 87 total yards and net of uh 80 or 62 or whatever it is because of the That's 25. Yeah. <laughs> it. He punted it into the end zone from his own like eighteen. <laughs> one one hop too. Not even yeah. like that, is, man, that, that
3: was the, like the you, guy out of not San like he rolled twenty yards.
0: Guy out of San Diego State, the Matta, Zunia or whatever the guy that mm-hmm. I wanted them to draft, and I was joking about, hey, this could be <laughs> your biggest weapon on offense. Yeah, that's
2: a weapon for sure. Yeah.
3: Well, and meanwhile, uh, Roquan uh, developing a. Uh, uh, lesson for future uh, players on how not to negotiate your own contract, right? Oh,
0: yeah. oh, you mean don't
3: go out to the public and say that you
0: are, um, <clears throat> you know, treating me like,
3: uh, yeah, you crack? don't appreciate me, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, especially to a new uh, regime, not mm-hmm. the one that you've been under for the past four years. Right. You got a new GM, you have another, you know, like new coach, new GM. Like now, if you're saying this, if this is starting last year and you're talking about pace and Nagy, okay, maybe you can probably have a little bit more of a leg to stand on. But then to say, well, I haven't talked to, you know, the family yet. So well, the family would be the one. If there's any constants, it's them right now.
4: Was anybody else starting to feel with every time you turn on? There's a new story on real quiet It's starting to remind you a little bit of like uh Manti or uh T.O. when he was you know off the rails, or you know, I remember like, when
2: they drafted him, right? And then he had something where he got carjacked,
3: yeah, or, he, he's had some issues, and then uh, then he, yeah. then he had an excused uh absence from a game, um. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He they listed uh, his uh, past uh, uh, incidents in a in a story I think in the Trib in the last week or the two.
4: Deal, like, nothing would surprise he can... you tomorrow. Yeah. Whatever the story would be, like, you know, like this St. Omni guy that you supposedly he's calling all over, you know, trying to get him a, a deal, and yeah. nobody thing. knows who he is, and you know, yeah, and he's
3: not a certified agent, and. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's uh, too much drama and, uh, yeah. You yeah,
4: um, might have the wrong people around him is, is what I'm starting to get the feeling, Yeah. The wrong posse, if you will, because, you know, that, that <clears throat> I was listening to the score where they called that financial firm where supposedly he his name is on a chart. There's only seven people there. And the one person who finally answered said, well, he's never in the same place twice and he doesn't return phone calls, he doesn't return emails. So yeah, <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> what what role does he have with Roque? Yeah, he's gonna fight himself on the outside. This one, I mean, because somebody did a couple of the announcers, the reporters are starting to highlight that in the four three. He's not as as important as he was in the three four, and you can see the the groundwork being laid.
3: Well, and as one of the columnists pointed out, uh, he, he's lost the support of the fans too, b- by his approach. So, um, you know, usually the the fans support the player, but he's likely lost the uh, fans. And so unless, uh, polls caves, um, yeah, he's either going to come back with his tail between his legs, um, you know, and, and ex- just play under the current deal, uh, because polls doesn't have any, I mean there's no pressure on him. I mean, it's not like they have uh, just can't even say Super Bowl expectations. They don't want to playoff expectations. So you know hey, you want to sit out? Go we'll ahead, have
1: to.
0: we'll get a better draft pick. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And uh, what uh, apparently, yeah, if he doesn't, but he has to play six games in order to um, have this count as a season. otherwise that contract just pushes back to next year. And even if he does uh, play this year, they can still put the franchise tag on him next year. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, I mean, I think what the Bears should probably do is take him off the pup list. And
3: they,
0: start letting him- they took him off. Oh, they did. did they they did?
4: did? Oh, I just yeah, took him off. Okay,
0: yeah. so he's now but- getting fined.
4: Getting well, no, they, they, asked, they, asked the th- they didn't answer it.
2: He was there, he's at practice, he's walking around, he's just not playing. He's walking
4: around. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna, no, go he's, to Seattle he's, he's
3: gonna fly with the team to uh Seattle. Yeah, so uh, my point is to start finding, <clears throat>
0: make him start losing money. So yeah, they're they're not I, making
3: that part public just yet, but yeah. um yeah. Yeah, he's,
2: so, he's, not, yeah, that's he's not smart on his it. part. At first I, I figured it was one of these dumb negotiations that eventually the Bears would. Give into and you know, pay him a reasonable amount or a little bit more than they were wanting to. But now, more mm-hmm. more, it's looking like he's not going to be around. Well, but you I can't give him, him. Go ahead, Matt. I just don't know. You know, trade value for him at this point. I know somebody would love to have him, but I don't know that they're willing to give up what the Bears would ask for at this point. I mean, he's twenty-five. I mean, he's, well, and that's what
0: I was going to say too. Is you can't give him too
2: much linebacker. You know, you can't give him too much
0: because then nobody's going to be able to trade for him with the cap. You know what I mean? like, Right, yeah. Like you can't – not many teams are going to – that he would be willing or wanting to go to mm-hmm. that you – that would actually want him to give up something beneficial for you are going to have – because what's he want, 95 mil or something like that? Like,
2: Yeah, well, I don't think – I think that it would be if that team was willing to sign him for whatever he's asking for, which some teams might. Um, yeah. Okay. Then the Bears would trade him there. Ropon doesn't really have a say in it. I don't believe. I don't think he has any. Well, he does.
0: He does. It's the Matthew Kachuk thing. He does for the fact that nobody's going to give you the value that he's worth unless they know they get him long term. He's not going to commit to somewhere he doesn't
2: want to be long term. Yeah. Well, I think he just wants money, you know. So then you think him. whoever would give him the money, he'd be happy to play. Like if the Bears give him money, he'd be suited up and playing. They want, you know, but so they're not like giving that. him the money because it's all
0: about the dimes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He wants to, he wants to get paid more than, I, I don't know. I think, I don't know the contract details, but I think it was close. Was, it was, like 90, was
0: it was record setting, but other. I thought it was like 95 for three years or something like that. So
2: yeah, like that,
1: that AAV
0: familiar. was like, would be the, the number one linebacker AAV
2: ever. Yeah. But something about it wasn't. Wasn't the the highest value. well because it's not
0: the highest guarantee and it's not the highest va- overall value because it's not right. it's only three years.
2: Oh, then there were there were I believe there were de escalators in it where if you didn't meet a certain total of let's say tackles or tackles for loss or something that they would not give them money rather than like escalators where like hey if you got twenty you get a little bit more you know but it's more of a de escalator like if you don't get to this point. We're going to not give you the money or take it away or whatever. So, yeah, there was, it was a weird contract, but I, you know, I, you got to trust the new regime. I, you know, I don't, it's nice to see them not taking, you know, being, being uh, like a blanket in the wind on a situation like this. And they're like, like he said, we're not, we have no expectations this year. So, if he sits out the entire year, whatever. Who cares? Right?
3: Yeah, he doesn't really have. Uh, I mean, his bargaining position is really, really weak. Uh, I mean, he's got nothing to hold over him. Uh, you know, I mean, they're they're completely in the driver's seat, and uh, mm-hmm. and he spoiled any. Like I said earlier, he spoiled any any benefit he might have from uh, sympathy from the public, from the fans. He you know wiped that out with his rant last week. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he, I, I would imagine. Yeah, at some point he's going to come back, like I said, with his tail between
1: his legs and have to have to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're some
0: So my question is, over under uh, eight games until we see Trevor Simeon. Yeah.
2: Oh, he, no, unless Justin Fields gets hurt, no, there isn't.
4: yeah. Look at Simeon's numbers that are in the pros. I mean, he's not a star, but he's not a bump.
2: My
0: point would be that they see it's more detrimental to have Fields out there and less development, and then you put Simeon out there so Fields doesn't.
2: Oh, so they see something in Fields and say, okay, We'll hitch our wagon to them, but let's let's preserve them for the rest of the yeah, year. Kill. Get them something in the offseason and start again next
0: year. Yes. Yeah. And, and if, if Simeon, Simeon uh, can maybe, you know, and I don't mean, you know, they might say that and then say Fields is out with a nagging groin, ankle, knee, you know, shoulder, something that like is there, but not really there, like should be able to play through type of thing. And then You have Trevor Simeon, and it doesn't get blamed on Justin Fields if they're a top three draft pick because they win six games, five games, something like that.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Unless he's getting uh, sacked on pace for like 60 or 70 times for the season, I I think he's in there uh, because, um, yeah, you have to develop him. Um, And But again, I mean, if he's running for his life, uh, you know, 8, 10, 15 times a game, then you know, what do you do then? Is he really, um, you know, is there, is there a benefit to that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think that that's kind of a, an asterisk next to it, but I, otherwise, I, I, I mean, you hit your wagon to him. I think you got to give it a shot now, unless, I mean, if he totally falls flat on his face after, you know, game after game, after game, then just so you don't damage his confidence anymore, maybe then you go to Simeon. But, but then, then that begs the question. Then, okay, then then what do you do with Fields? <laughs> well, that was a,
0: what I was going to say. But this wasn't the GM or the head coach that drafted him either, right? So there's there's technically no wagon hitched from those two's point of view. If they want to be like, you know, what we're going to give Simeon some time, and we'll reassess in the off and see one if anybody wants Justin Fields, and two if we can get. Bryce Young, or you
4: know, I mean, did you see some of his numbers with New Orleans last year before he got hurt? He was okay. Eleven touchdowns, three interceptions, eleven hundred yards, eighty-eight point four rating. I mean, again, not a star, by any stretch, but, not a bomb,
3: but he gets it done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, well, I, I was, would...
0: same thing with De- when he was in Denver too. He's he is what I've been preaching for a while that the Bears. When they're successful, he's the type of quarterback they have with the game manager. Rex Grossman, Jay Cutler, McMahon,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Orton. Not, you know.
4: The guy that could throw a good, a really nice deep ball, do that type of stuff, like you said, and not gonna win a game on his own, but not gonna lose a game for you. I mean, he you learned that you play for Northwestern and you you play very close to the vest to win the games and stuff. You Northwestern is to go out beating people 50 to 21. Yeah, you know, they need people 2620. Well, and, and then and you gotta be able to you know to play within what you have. So I mean, I'm glad he's here. I I, I like him. I mean, obviously he comes from my alma mater stuff, so, but I, I think he's a you know, he's a decent quarterback, he's a decent kid. You know, you're not gonna build a Super Bowl winner around him, but yeah, <laughs> you know, he might win. If he started, he might win as many games as uh as trusted to be honest with you.
0: Well, and the other thing is is look at like again, I'm not, we're not doing this to say Trevor Simeon should be starting. Let's
3: just, in case we we
0: actually have many people listen and think that's what we're saying. No. Um, But like you, you look at it though, like he's studied also under in Denver, he was, you know, under technically John Elway was there. I'm sure Elway doesn't exactly stay away from the quarterback room. And then he's under Sean Payton in new Orleans. Like, hasn't learned from slouches either of at least how to manage nice and make backup, decisions.
4: A nice backup quarterback is a nice problem to have. Again, he shouldn't be a, yeah, you shouldn't be a starter, you know, but he's a, a nice, let's say you have, you're having a good year. And it's a couple years, three years down the line and the break, and you lose your starter for two weeks or three weeks. He's not a guy that's going to kill you in that two or three weeks until you get your starter back. There was Maybe. only
0: one backup in the league. I'd want more than, uh, Trevor Simeon.
2: Chase Daniel.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, Mr.
2: Mr. Backup it's, it's himself. Mr. Backup say, himself. He's just probably just a, like Trevor Simeon might be just a little bit better than He's Chase.
0: got a stronger army. He's a little taller yeah. than Chase Daniels.
2: Right. That's that's really what I come down to. You know, so he's kind of
4: the same guy in, in
2: some ways. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ben. So.
3: yeah i think i think simeon's an option uh rick like you said it's it's uh yeah uh polls and the new regime uh their wagon's not hitched to him. i mean it it's it's kind of hitched but it's it's a temporary thing it's because well, yeah
0: you would think you would think that the ownership is like no he's our guy
3: yeah okay at least, uh, at
0: least for his four years but
3: yeah i mean I you know, know and so if if you're uh uh, the coach and uh, polls. It's like, oh, okay, you know, I mean, we 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 get the situation coming in, uh, but now if if Fields falls completely on his face, you know, three, four, five, six games in, um, you know, you're also trying to develop the rest of the team, and and if it's obvious that it ain't happening with Fields, then I think for the sake of the rest of the team, you got to go to Simeon, um, and then uh, like you said, a game manager type. He's not going to uh, go bonkers and throw for 400 yards, but he's also not going to throw three or four picks in a game. And that's exactly,
0: you know. yeah, yeah. Like they're, like they're, they've lost three games because they were never in them because fields, yeah, try to do whatever in the first couple drives, turn the ball over and it was 21 nothing real quick type of thing. But yeah. yeah, like, I mean, if I'm also poles, I'm, if I don't want him as my quarterback, I'm going straight up to the family and going, uh,
3: this ain't happening well
0: you you see how many other blunders that pace made so why are we stuck with this one too let us
2: you know to my i'm sure that was was discussed when these guys were hired you know and 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 i'm sure these topics have been broached at that point is it for a
0: first time gm or are you just happy to get the job so you're going to say yes to anything in that interview i
2: don't know that Eberflus. i I don't know that's i'm not talking about him but i'm talking about polls like yeah, I mean, I sure, I'm sure they all had to come with some sort of a, a plan, you know, like how are we going to use Justin, or is he not your guy? I, I think this topic was talked about during the GM search and all that and I don't think that it was a, a necessity that Justin Fields is your guy. I think that that was made. Clear. There was a
0: couple of head coaches that they, tra- they, it wasn't the head coaches search for a while that they were saying, you know, it's – Who yeah. somebody said that they wouldn't take the job because Fields was there. I can't remember who it was, but
2: –
4: Yeah, I think – Or hinted at it. I don't remember. Yeah,
3: it sounds familiar.
4: Well, you're betting your job. If you come in, you're betting your job that if Fields is going to play no matter what, uh, your job's linked to his.
0: Well, sometimes – I mean, granted, it's also it's, – it's a little give and take, right? Like, it is an old boys club where they keep recycle, recycle, recycle. But there are also some of those – coaches or gms that get a one chance this might be your only chance and if you come in and you have to use fields and it blows up in within a year or two years and you're gone like i don't think you're really going to get a whole lot of looks again after that you have to have some sort of staining staining power
3: yeah at the same time though i mean you know in that situation <laughs> boy you'd hope that the gm and the uh uh owner and and the others would say okay look, okay, you know, you were stuck with him for a year. It didn't work out, you know, unless – and then they say, you know, no, you, you just got to – you have to play him. We're, we're not going to go in a different direction, you know, but you would hope that, I mean, if he if he's so bad, and that would be in any any quarterback situation, that the management would um, say, yeah, you know, we, we got to find – at least explore other options here. Um, otherwise, they're not worth working for. Right. Right.
0: Exactly.
3: Which I guess is the issue going in. Anyway, do you want to put yourself in that situation? But, you
1: know. yeah.
2: Well, I think the big thing here is is how is the offensive line going to develop? You know, they've got this <clears throat> round pick Braxton Jones as a left tackle. I guess he had a pretty couple nice nice blocks in his time in the preseason game. I don't know if he's the guy. I, they didn't really do all that much. <laughs> you know, it's one of those that if if that offensive line can somewhat gel and they can get them playing a certain way, or Justin's not going to get hurt and actually have some time to develop, but other than that, yeah, I mean, right there. If that's not working and, and you see something in Justin Fields, yeah, I could I could see Simian coming in, but I I think it's Justin Fields' season. Just I
0: hope for the Bears fan base' sake he stays in the whole year, because if it's not, then all it does is create more of a controversy and more of Mm -hmm. a panic. Yeah. You know. Hey, guys. Want to keep up to date on all your sporting news? Head on over to our new website, sportsdividedsn.com, and sign up for our emails. You'll get emails anytime there's new content created and posted on our website. We're looking to be your sports news provider. We promise to give you our best content about the teams you And we care about the most. Again, the website is sportsdividedsn.com. Go on over and check us out. It segues perfect into our next topic with the AFC South. The first thing we're going to talk about with the Houston Texans, like the whole, it's a not obviously Deshaun Watson had other issues going on, but the whole, you know, you lose a quarterback that you pick so highly and now you're, Rebuilding for four or five plus years, right? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, looking at the Houston Texans, they added Marlon Mack, a running back from the Colts. Uh, drafted Derek Stingley, the top cornerback out of LSU at number three, and got a good <clears> guard <throat> in Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M. Lost to Sean Watson, obviously. David Johnson and Justin Reed to the Chiefs, and uh, added a former Bear as their head coach, and Lovey
2: Smith. Good <laughs> to see him back on the side.
4: Hey, he's done work in the Illini, so, so.
3: <laughs> Yeah, but the big question is, did he get rid of that beard?
4: No. No.
3: <laughs> no, he still has it?
2: Yeah. It oh, yeah. so still looks like a hill bear. <laughs> oh,
3: my gosh. Either that or Santa Claus. I mean, you know, yikes.
0: So, uh, Vegas is over under for the Houston Texans. Four
1: and a half, Matt. Um, <laughs> I don't know.
2: I've I probably under four and a half. They have them. Four and a half. Yeah. That well, was,
4: remember the fact know. that they got the Jags in their division and they played twice. <laughs> so. We'll get to the Jags. The <laughs> Jags. The Jags are going to be better than.
3: And they play the Bears, if I'm not mistaken, right?
0: Yeah, they do play the Bears.
3: <clears throat> but
0: so this, they play, they play. Uh,
3: Lovey Smith revenge tour.
0: The NFC East, so Giants, Eagles, Commanders, Cowboys, and uh, they play the AFC West: Chargers, Chiefs. Broncos, Raiders, along with then the Bears as one of their uh, divisions or non-division, and Browns and Dolphins are the other two. So the Browns open week one, just looking ahead. Browns open week one in Carolina. So you got the Baker revenge game. And then uh, week 13, Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns come back to Houston. So it's kind of a weird little circle. Dave, what do you think? Over, under, four and a half.
4: It's a tough one. That's about right. What they're going to be. I'm I'm actually going to go because of the, the competition they're playing and their schedule. I mean, I I have them down for five wins, but I have the Jags down for four. So, Keith, what do you got?
3: Uh, am I saying over under? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say over, but barely.
0: Uh
2: I think they'll be lucky to win two games. I'm going through the list. I mean, it's it's really tough to find some wins here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but they're not gonna like not going to be Like I have them splitting with
0: I have them splitting with Jacksonville Which and that's crazy. only one win. Like cuz I I mean, you can say the Giants, so two
2: yeah, I'm. I'm but looking do you at really Bears. think they're gonna beat the Bears? Let's say they do, right? To beat the Bears, so that's three Jaguars. Could they split with the Titans too? I don't know. Are the Titans? I'm I'm down on the Titans this year, so it's just do they play the Lions
4: plus the Bears or just the Bears?
2: They don't play the Lions. No, just the Bears. it's just the Bears. And then you've got the Giants. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. So I mean. Yeah, four and a half, something, right? That's a pretty good line. I'd I'd say under. I think under. I think under. I don't know. I I have them with two wins. (laughs) Against who? Who is the Jaguars? Jaguars
0: and and actually the Commanders.
2: The Commanders.
0: I think they like squeak out one against the Commanders and they lose to the Giants the week before when they probably should have beat them. Uh, We'll move on to indianapolis uh the colts obviously uh they add matt ryan um draft a wide receiver out of cincinnati and alex pierce add philip lindsey which i think will be kind of an underrated add for them he's a good probably change of pace back with coming off jonathan taylor um add the defensive end uh Nagaku from the Raiders and then also add Stefan Gilmore to their back end. Um, lose tight end Jake Doyle, uh, the great Carson Wentz, and Zach Pascal, the wide receiver, went to uh, the Eagles. So not a whole lot has changed from a team that if Carson Wentz didn't blow it, would have won the division, or not won the division, made the playoffs and but he couldn't beat the Jaguars on the final week of the season. Um, Their over-under is nine and a half. Matt, what do you got?
1: Um,
2: I think they'll have a good year. I just, I don't know. I don't know if Matt Ryan is really a, uh, you know, huge increase over what, Carson Westbrook. I just don't know how. The, I think their their game is going to stay the same. You know. So, so outside of
0: the East and the AFC E or NFC East and the AFC West, they add the Patriots, they add the Steelers, and they add the Vikings to their division games.
1: Yeah,
2: I think. I think. I think I'll put them right at nine. So under nine wins. Nine. Dave,
0: what
4: do you got? I just looked, I was thinking a second North after what I had written down. So I got I had them at 10, and I'm just going through this. Well, these people when they go, when they go nine and a half or they know what they're doing. Yeah, Vegas. Yeah, that's why Vegas
0: uh you know those casinos aren't built because they lose money that <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a fact, boy. i tell
2: Because I don't see I see one. I can I can see the Giants being two, Vikings being three, Steelers being four. Yeah, I don't know. You have the Colts, the Vikings, the Giants, The Steelers, they should beat the Steelers. Probably beat the Commanders.
4: Tennessee. I got him at nine. Yeah. So I'm on I'm just
3: under. Yeah. Keith, what man. do you think? I got him at ten over.
0: Uh to Matt's point about that we'll talk about him in a little bit, but the Titans. Uh, I got the Colts winning eleven because I just don't think the Titans are. I think they're gonna hit hit the mat real real quick plus Derek Henry's already been injured a couple times and for a physical back that usually means just the start of more and more and more mm-hmm. so I have the over I have them winning in 11 but again basically because of a product I don't have them losing a division game I don't think let me look I oh, know I do have them losing in Tennessee but I don't know Think they can beat the Broncos and the Commanders, like you said, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, like it's all. I don't know. It doesn't they do have a favorable schedule, I think. Yeah. As long as as long as Matt Ryan can be somewhat Matt Ryan of two years ago. Like last year, I say Matt Ryan doesn't count because that's how bad the Falcons were. They gave them absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah,
0: but so if you can just be relatively, I gotta do. Well, let's be real. They won what? Uh, did they win nine games last year? I
1: don't. I don't
2: remember.
0: They won.
2: It, it's gonna be an, it, it,
0: Yeah, they won nine games last year with Carson Wentz and lost their last two to miss out on the playoffs. One of those being against the Jaguars.
4: And I don't know, like
2: plus they've got Nick Foles backing up, you know. So he'll probably come in week eight, nine, carry him right through the playoffs for another Super Bowl. No, <laughs> that would that would be if
0: he was with Washington. Relieve <laughs> relieve uh Carson yeah. Wentz again.
2: Yeah. Oh, Michael Pittman Jr. is pretty good. Jonathan Taylor is going to have a good year. They've got a great offensive line, good defense. So, you know, it's Matt Ryan doesn't have to do all that much that way. He's better than Carson Wentz. So it's probably better than what they were last year. So, yeah, I wouldn't think it over nine and a half. I wouldn't be surprised either. There's games they could win, but there's also games they could lose.
0: Yeah. So they finished with nine wins last year, losing one to Jacksonville. Both of them to Tennessee and uh, lost to the Raiders last year that weren't, weren't as good as, you know, the Raiders of this year. Um, so we will move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who um, I think they spent the most money in free agency this year. Signing Christian Kirk, wide receiver from the Cardinals. Signing uh, Evan Ingram, tight end from the Giants. Got Zay Jones, a wide receiver from the Raiders. Added Brandon Sheriff, uh, guard. Uh, a couple corners that they got. One of them, uh, Darius Williams from the Rams. And they only lost DJ Chuck to, to the uh, Lions. And they have... Uh, what was the play called? The uh, Philly special, right? Doug Peterson in as the head coach. Goodbye, Urban Meyer after uh, seven games, six games. And you got to think they're going to have a much, much, much more improved Trevor Lawrence. And you add back in ETM who got hurt with James Ramsey and I don't know. Their offense could be fun to watch. I don't know too much if their defense is going to stop anybody um over under five and a half wins matt
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna put them over i put them right at six and they again they have a, a pretty favorable schedule to play you know the texans twice you got the jets in there uh the giants uh commanders as well i don't know and who knows what they do against the Broncos? They could pull over the they got the Lions. So you pull a game against the Lions. Well,
0: and that Broncos game's in London. So really you don't know what's gonna happen.
2: Oh, true. Yeah, good point. Because they
0: actually beat my I think they beat Miami or lost Miami on a field goal last year in London. Jacksonville did since you know, the whole reason Shot was able to buy the Jags was if he signed off on a deal of nine straight years of playing at least one game in London. So the Jacksonville Jaguars can be London's football team. Um, (laughs) you know, push them over the line. Speaking of the Jaguars,
2: I know they want a team over there so bad, but I just don't know that that that's ever going to happen. I just don't know if anybody want to play over there. No, that time travel would be ridiculous.
1: You'd
0: have to play two or three games at home in a row, and then every team that plays over there would have to come back for their bye.
3: Yeah, and if when they were on the road, they'd have to stay in the states for, yeah, you know,
0: extended weeks. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know if this is a legit rumor, but if the Bears move to Arlington Heights, has anybody heard this?
2: Jacksonville moves to Chicago. Yeah, it plays
0: <laughs> at Soldier Field.
4: Well, there's, there's, there's some of that tough.
0: How much does the NFL hate St. Louis? <laughs> By the Bears, because guess, Chicago Bears guess well and guess what the original jacksonville franchise do you know where that was supposed to be
1: yeah mm-hmm. in
0: st louis mm-hmm. you know where Shad Khan's from belleville <laughs> illinois went to the university of yeah. illinois he wanted to buy the rams to keep them in st louis and then st- Stan cronkey and the nfl used the first rider refusal and gave it to cronkey when georgia frontier died and then in the clause, well, this is the real, this is kind of why. But in the clause, uh, there was a clause that for the next 15 years, Shad Khan could not move the Jacksonville Jaguars to St. Louis. Well, why would that matter? We had the Rams at the time. Oh.
1: Oh.
2: Oh.
3: That's just coincidence. That's just coincidence. Because
0: <laughs> this all went down in
2: 2010. <clears throat> St. Louis is a good, it's a really good sports city, like good fan following. So what's, what's the, what's the rub? Like why, why not? Why, why do people want to leave St. Louis and why don't they want to allow all the teams to go into St. Louis? Well, because we sued them.
0: Well, Kroenke, if Kroenke would have just said, I'm moving this franchise to LA because it triples my value. We wouldn't, nobody would have sued him. Yeah. It was the lying and the parading around that they did. Of yeah, well, if you do these guidelines, if you hit these guidelines and these checkpoints, then we can't relocate your team, blah blah blah. And St. Louis did them, and then
3: and they still the, did. Mm-hmm. The,
0: the The voting <laughs> went that they should do the Carson project would should have been Chargers and Oakland to L.A. because the Rams had such a good technically proposal from St. Louis that the owners voted St. Louis should stay, and then all of a sudden Jerry Jones closes the door and. The Rams were the only team moving the first time, and then all of a sudden the Chargers got in on it. And then Mark Davis said, "Well, screw you guys, then I'll do my own thing in Vegas."
4: That's why.
1: So there's
4: just politics. Well, I want to see the owner that would buy, move a team in Chicago to a stadium that's got more dirt than grass. Yeah. Looks like a spaceship crash. and know, it's not big enough to hold. Uh, a Super Bowl game ever, uh,
2: besides the Westbrook January. That was the biggest takeaway. One of the well, not the biggest takeaway, but one of the huge, huge takeaway from that game was the first game of the season, albeit a preseason game. But the the field was horrendous. Yeah, the, the yeah, striping, it was brown. The that striping was- on there and and the logo and everything looked like it it could be like week nine. And they just never
4: refreshed the paint. Well, it's it looked like a grateful yeah, thing was there the night before. Yeah. With, yeah. No, with nothing down on the field. It's unre- it well, unreal.
0: So who controls that?
4: Well,
3: so it's, the, a, it's for- the city. It's the city's responsibility. But you to have paint,
0: to think. To paint and everything, I'm saying? or well, the it's, Bears, their, it's, no. their,
4: it's their well, field. They I mean, own
0: everything. Yeah, the, the, But, I, but do the, does the Bears organization get to paint and they said, hey, we're going to make this look bad to give us
3: more of an out? Well, that's yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd have to look into that, but you I, know what I mean. Like, I think the about. operation. Hey, oh, no. you
0: guys, you guys fix everything, but it's our job. It's our it's our organization, the Bears organization, that's supposed to do the grounds crew to paint and make the field look nice. And we're going to not make it look nice, so it then helps our. You guys don't do anything nice. So in this, the stadium. Is a, this is yeah. this is
4: in Chicago. My guess is that guy painting that sea is a union guy. You took and the word right out of my mouth. Three hundred seventy-five dollars yeah. a minute.
3: Yeah, everybody's. Uh, everybody who's doing anything there is is and, and, union. And the guy and,
4: that brings the electric cord out to him for the little spray can—that's yeah. another union guy. And if it's and if it's a Saturday, that's double time, baby. Yeah, that's why, well, there's, it's hard. That's why there's those shows in the recording place anymore. And stuff.
3: Yeah, it's okay. it's hard to believe that uh, you know. if This is the city's property. It's the city's responsibility, but. This is the NFL. And if you're an NFL franchise uh, to, uh, to play, and, and this, well, you guys know, I mean, this has been going on for years and years and years, you well, know, just- to uh, allow that to continue and then to allow, it, and even though it's a preseason game, to allow that field to look like it didn't be in the condition it was, it's a disgrace. And, and, and actually, yeah, I'm sure you guys saw the same story there. There was uh, some discussion about uh, postponing, uh, canceling the game because the condition of the field.
4: Well, one of the kickers, I know, said that he was going to go out and practice during the week, and he was looking at the neighborhood uh, grammar school. Yeah, but the field was too good, so you he didn't, he didn't yeah. want to
3: practice on like that. So yeah, DeSantos. Oh, and it, wasn't he talking about like in the off season? He, uh, uh, yeah, he he was practicing, and he and he found some field with uh, some high school field with turf and everything. Uh, and he, and he said, uh, DeSanto said he, he didn't practice there because that's not what <laughs> the conditions at Soldier yeah. Field are like.
1: Ryan it was Gold too good.
2: That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was, at, I was at the preseason game and, and Rick, we went to that game last year um, and we had a miserable time with the concessions. Um, and, and you would think, I mean, I know there was issues with COVID and, and everything, you know, with. Supply chain and and getting workers and having enough staff and and preparation and everything, so you you can kind of give them a bit of a pass. Now we're we're pretty much out of it, and if anything, it's it's either status quo or gotten a little bit worse. And to Rick's point, it could be the same thing. Hey, we're going to get all our season ticket holders in, and we're going to show them, you know, like subpar service they go up to a window and they're like, it's, you know, it's a burger window. Oh no, we don't have any food here. And it's just, there's no, it's not like, oh, you know, if you step to the next one, you do this or what can we get for you? It's none of that. It's
3: just. We're out of
0: the cheap cups. We can only charge you for the
3: the expensive Mm -hmm. cups. Yeah. yeah, We we can't give you this one at the lower price. So you're going to have to pay the.
2: Yeah. It's a miserable experience. You know, it's, it it hasn't gotten any better and it's been over a year and. It was
0: Halloween last year when we went and. uh, Watch the Bears the, not play so well against the
2: 49ers. 49ers, Yeah. So they
0: open the season with this year.
2: I, I'm starting to think, Rick, that maybe you're on to something where it's yes, first televised game. Let's let the field look like
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, let's let's bring all the fans I, in and, and and show them that this stadium really does kind of suck. let suck. So this
1: week one going,
4: this will be going on for what, 10, 15 years? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, on national TV where guys are running big subs, big yeah. of solder coming up for his shoes. Yeah. And I can't remember who the tight end was on the Bears. They got up that one time, and he had, he had like ten pounds of butt shoved in his house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god.
0: Well, the real telltale sign will be what September was it 11th or yeah 12th opener week yeah. one against the 49ers then. Yep. If it's the same look, if it's the same thing, then yeah, it's probably there's probably some underlining stuff to it. But so back to the Jags. Dave, over under five and a half. I am under. Keith? Under. I uh I'm also under. I got a winning four.
1: Oops, I know
0: I'm I'm over. I'll take it. i feel surprised. I mean, but here's the thing is I think. I think their schedule, because of the West, they can be a better team and have worse results. Like playing the Chiefs, the Chargers, I don't think they win a game against the AFC West. The Broncos, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Raiders, like all those teams are
1: yeah. too good. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And then their other games are they play the Jets, which you would think they would, you would hope they would win. The much improved Detroit Lions yeah. and the Baltimore Ravens, who have Lamar back.
2: Yeah.
0: They just kind of got, they might have like the worst, like strength of schedule when it comes to something like that outside of, you know, anybody playing inside a division that has, and out of like the AFC West type of thing, where you're seeing the Chiefs and, Chargers or Broncos, all them twice. But we'll move on to the final team in the AFC South, uh, the Titans. Um, added Robert Woods, added Austin Hooper, uh, drafted A.J. Brown 2.0, Traylon Burke out of Arkansas, um, and drafted Malik Willis, who Ryan Tannehill made very clear he will not be uh, mentoring because it's not his job. Uh, they lost uh, Foreman, a running back. They lost Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. They traded to the Eagles, and they lost tight end Anthony uh, Fersker. So Mike, Gra- Mike Vrabels in his fifth year, over-under nine wins, Matt. Uh,
2: under, what am I, like six.
0: Seven, seven or eight.
4: Dave, I'm with I'm with Matt. I got them under. You look at their schedule out of conference, and they got Kansas City, Green Bay, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. Good luck. <laughs> they, those, there's four losses right off the bat. Dude, they, you're telling me they they'd have to go nine you know nine and four against the other. Ain't going happen. I got them eight wins.
3: Mm-hmm. Keith. Under got him at
0: eight. Uh, I have him pushing. If It was nine and a half, I'd go under. If it was eight and a half, I'd go over. Uh, I do think Derrick Henry can run all over Green Bay and beat Green Bay himself. Ooh.
1: If
4: healthy.
0: Yeah, well, yes, but yeah, I mean, the first blue- cracks in that armor came last year. I mean, it. Lose to the Bills, lose to the Raiders, split with the Colts, lose to the Chiefs. And I i don't – they maybe lose to the Bengals. They could get a revenge win against the Bengals. They could – I don't know. Like, would you be shocked if late in the season they beat the Chargers one time because the Chargers have so much going on around them at that time when they play? I think if I if I remember right, let me look it up. Yeah, the Chargers go from the Raiders to the Titans to the Rams to the Chiefs. So maybe they overlook the Titans game because it's not uh yeah. LA or division, and the Titans can come up with one. So I have them at nine wins. Um, so what was the over under again?
2: It was nine.
0: Eight, or nine, exactly. So I would push. Uh so according to this, we all have. I'll have the Colts win in the division.
3: Yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. We'll move on. This should be fairly quick um, because none of these teams really did a whole lot. NFC South. Falcons obviously lost uh, Matt Ryan, added their uh, great starting quarterback in Marcus Mariota, drafted Desmond Ritter out of uh, Cincinnati, um, added Damian Williams from the, the Bears, Drafted a wide receiver, Drake London, and added a wide receiver uh, with, that has speed but th- can't really catch the ball, and Brian Edwards from the Raiders. They didn't really do much else. Arthur Smith's in his second year. Four and a half wins for the for the Falcons. Matt?
2: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, let's go. I'll go under. I don't think. I don't think, you know. I, there's just not enough there. And, and the fact is that they've got Ryan Pace over there and they're bringing all the experts that I just, I've seen, I know it's <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> so um, and, and then you you take away Matt Ryan out of that. That's just a mess. Yeah. So no, I don't No, I'll go, under. I'll go
0: under. I guess I should ask this. Are we all under four and a half wins for this team?
1: Yep.
2: Okay. Yep. <laughs>
0: keep, keep it simple, I guess.
1: Yeah. There you go. All right. Go
0: Try along. to buy some time. Uh, move on to Carolina.
2: Um, they got a tough schedule. too. Who, Carolina or the Falcons? What do the Falcons do? Early. early. Well, that's because of
0: the West or the South plays all of the West.
2: Um so yeah, yeah, I mean uh the Seahawks are gonna be <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um the Panthers
0: add Baker Mayfield, uh, drafted Matt Corral. Didn't really add they added uh, linebacker Corey Littleton. Added Rashad Higgins from the Browns, a wide receiver, lost Cam Newton, and uh, didn't really do a whole lot else. Matt Rule, uh, college quarterback's coach, is in his third year as a head coach in the NFL. Seems a little overmatched. Um, Over, under six and a half wins for the Panthers. Matt?
2: You know, there's a few games in here that I just – I, I think I'm gonna go over not not by much but you know if, if station Watson playing if not that could be a win week one right well he's and not it,
0: playing he's not gonna
2: play week one yeah so then you got the Giants that could be two in a row could they beat the Saints probably you know maybe split with maybe split with them yeah so that's three um have the Falcons is four Falcons again that's five <laughs> <laughs> Uh Seahawks maybe about six, beat the lions, seven Steelers, somewhere in there. Set, maybe seven wins sounds about sounds about right to me. So
3: Dave?
4: I got him over also. <clears throat> Not by a lot. Over.
3: Keith? Yep, over. Not by much, but over.
0: So I'm the lone wolf that has him under. I got him six
2: wins. You think Baker's got a chip on his shoulder though, right? And then you're gonna bring back. Uh, Christian McCaffrey hopefully healthy um they have no defense I know but they also they, they
0: have their wide receivers are DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson who didn't want Baker to come there
2: <laughs> didn't know that
0: <laughs> yeah don't he was like tweeting in the middle of the season like don't bring him here blah 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 or like we don't want Baker Blah. all this all this stuff Ooh. like stop with the Baker nonsense all I mean him and him and Sam Darnold go. Sam Darnold was a guy that had him helped him kind of break out the year with the uh, the Jets before he ended up in Carolina. But yeah, to your point, Matt. Like, I think I think they beat Cleveland in a Baker revenge game, but then coming off that high, I think they lose to the Giants, and then uh, they go on a long drought of losing. I think they split with both the Saints and the Falcons. Ooh,
1: okay.
0: Because the South just seems to do that. The South like eats the South up.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know why. You know, and also I feel like I don't know if anybody else feels this way. I feel like the Panthers play god awful and don'ts. Like I just feel like they always get they never play good when they're inside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And playing both the Saints and mm-hmm. The Falcons indoors might be <clears throat> might be tough for him. Um, so I have the under. I have them at six wins.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: we will move on to the Saints. Uh, New Orleans uh, drafted Chris Olave from Ohio State, eleventh overall. Signed Jarvis Landry, uh, LSU pride signed tyron matthew lsu pride uh side signed offensive or drafted offensive tackle might be maybe the biggest steal out of the draft in uh trevor penning because he was a northern iowa guy and you know nobody looked at him that way um signed a jets free safety and uh marcus may and then uh signed everybody's favorite uh, Andy Dalton to a one-year deal to back up Jameis Winston. They lost Malcolm Jenkins to retirement and lost an offensive lineman who only played in uh, seven games due to injury at left tackle last year, and Taryn Armstead. So head coach Dennis Allen, uh, not the same Dennis Allen, but – a different Dennis Allen is first year with the Saints after Sean Payton left. Over under Matt, uh,
2: eight and a half wins. Ooh. Well, that seems so high. <clears throat> I guess that puts me at I guess that puts me at the under. Because they have Jameis Winston. And you just
0: feel Jameis can't win more than seven or eight games.
2: Yeah, I don't.
0: I I I think what that number speaks to is how poor they might think Carolina and Atlanta are going to be.
2: Yeah. I think that's really what it is because it's when I think about them, it's well, yeah. yeah. So they're saying, well, so they play, they play
0: the West. They play the West in the NFC. So you have Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, they play the, North in the AFC, so Browns, Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, and then you add in they play Minnesota in London in week four. Um they play Philly in week 17, and they play
2: the Raiders in week eight. Yeah, I, I think I'm putting them under. I think I'm putting them under that.
1: I like right at eight. Dave,
4: I'm the, I mean, I, I, this is a risk one and stuff like that. And it, it all depends on one person, really. James Winston is is part of the problem. There's no question about that. Uh, you know, Dalton's not going to hurt as a backup. Uh, the 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 guy you just don't know if Michael Thomas is a healthy Michael Thomas.
0: Well as long as he doesn't punch a teammate
4: either. Well, yeah, that type of stuff. I mean, but you look at what he did, you know, stuff like that, you know, for three, four years in a row. I had a fantasy a couple of those years and he was yeah, you know, he just killing people. If if he comes if he's really healthy and he plays, he could be because I'm I'm debating between eight and nine wins. So I'm right I'm right on the eight and a half. Uh if he's healthy and plays, they, they go over. If he isn't, uh, you know, they're under. You know, so it's, it's it's a tough one. You can be a difference maker in a, in a close game.
0: So make a call right now, over or under?
3: Over. Okay. Keith? Uh, I'm going to go with over. <clears throat> I think they've got uh, certainly not the same team, but they eh, still got enough talent to squeak out nine wins.
0: I have the under eight wins exactly is what I have them for. Um my biggest takeaway though is with Jarvis Landry and Olave, if you do add Michael Thomas and he's healthy, how long of a leash? Because that's a pretty dynamic wide receiver group that How long of a leash does Jameis Winston have before you put in what you know is a for sure thing who can get the ball to somebody and Andy? Dalton like if Jameis comes out and he's firing picks like he does sometimes he sits exactly because you have you have a guy in Andy Dalton who's played with enough wider like they have the weapons it all comes down to whether Jameis yeah. like even without Thomas
4: you I got think Kamara you still got Kamara exactly. you, have,
0: you have Kamara and you have Alave and you have Jarvis Landry like without Michael Thomas you still have a decent weapon pool as long as Jameis doesn't turn the ball over. I guess their biggest question is, is how do they stop anybody? Do they stop anybody? You know, like their, their defense wasn't great last year and I guess adding Tyron Matthew can help, but he's only one guy and he's not exactly like a shutdown corner. He's a blitzing safety.
2: The only thing that comes to mind when I hear Andy Dalton is two letters and one number, and that's QB1. Like, he has you know, got ahead of
0: himself, huh? he has got ahead of himself.
2: <laughs> so maybe
0: we will see. I still hold it that they should have probably played him a little bit more. And
2: yeah, probably. Just let
0: Justin Fields in one, one. Well, I still hold it that it should have never been Justin Fields.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it should have been the bag of milk body out of Alabama. You betcha. All right, our final team that we're going to talk about uh, um, tonight—they're in the headlines right now. Uh, That's because their their wide receiver or not wide receiver—they're a QB one. Speaking of letters and numbers, decided he's going to go on vacation right now during training camp. (laughs) AKA Giselle said, "Tom, we're doing this, whether you like it or not." Have you ever heard of that though?
4: No, that's pretty arrogant. <laughs> well, and like to think of
0: it's Tom Brady, right? Like that's pretty arrogant, even for Tom Brady. <laughs> no, but I mean, like he's the guy who like is known for overworking and overworking, yeah, over preparation,
3: over yeah,
0: right. And so now he's hmm. mis- missing. Maybe he's taking the playbook with
2: him. <laughs> doesn't matter. Maybe he's, he's not going to come back. You know? Maybe
0: he's truly in Arizona recruiting Rob Gronkowski to unretire, retire which is one of their three uh, quote-unquote key losses, the other being Ronald Jones, the running back, went to the Chiefs, and safety Jordan Whitehead went to the Jets. Um, that, was my, that
4: was my question. What's the over-under on the game that Gronkowski's back in? Hold on, we'll get there. I actually have, there's there's actually a bet on that one. I believe (laughs) there is.
0: So they added safety Logan Ryan from the Giants and a safety uh, Canoe Neal from the Cowboys, uh, signed Russell Gage from the Falcons to go with uh, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Oh, and then added Julio Jones also just in case, and Kyle Rudolph as a tight end option. So no shortage of "quote unquote" weapons for Tom Brady or Blaine Gabbert, whichever you
4: want to say, is going to be the quarterback for Week One. If Julio gets amazingly healthy, suddenly, my God, that could uh, that could be something.
0: Todd Bowles takes over mm-hmm. as head coach for uh, Bruce Arian. Um,
2: Tom Brady takes over head coach.
4: <laughs> yeah
0: tom brady takes over as gm
4: well he's already offensive coordinator so
0: <laughs> no 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 byron actually i think he gives a lot of credit to byron Leftwich, which which is actually surprising meaning he actually had a lot of respect for him when he played against him which again is very surprising because i think he only has respect for
3: yeah, maybe maybe
0: three guys the guy he can never beat in the super bowl eli manning uh, his brother Peyton, and I don't know, maybe Drew Bledsoe, maybe Kurt Warner. Other than that, I think it's – I don't think he ever respected Ben Roethlisberger or Flacco or any of those other guys that went up against him for any any period of time. Drew Brees, maybe he respects him. I highly doubt it, though, because just seems like he's a little arrogant to him. Um, and we all know he doesn't like Tua from the – the boat experience where he said you're going to stick with that effing guy so you know <laughs> that went over well uh but so to dave's point good question. Though. there is there is a prop bet out there um and it says over under uh week 11 and a half for the return of rob gronkowski
3: wow that's awful weight
0: not for rob then he's only got to play seven <laughs> weeks in playoffs <laughs> And
4: get my football
0: here's here's the kicker 11 and a half week 10 they're in germany playing seattle week 11 is their bye so 11 and a half is like oh maybe they already know something's up <laughs> does he sign before the bye or after the bye then you lose your money or you win your money. Matt, when do you think Gronk comes back? Before or after their bye week in week 11?
2: I don't, I don't think he's coming back. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Think, so you're taking the over.
2: I think he's just done. Yeah. He said it too many times. I think this time it's for real.
0: He's only said it twice.
1: Okay. Well, Dave? Dave?
4: I think he's a sure thing. I I think it's before week 11. (laughs) So let's put it, I think the the rumors start game one. And by six or seven, he's practicing.
0: I think the rumors start after their first loss, whenever their first loss happens.
3: Whether it's preseason or regular season. (laughs) Well, now that Tom's
0: not there. (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe it slows in preseason at least, unless it's Blaine Gabbert calling for a better tight end.
3: Yeah. Keith, uh,
0: do you think Rob shows up?
3: No, I, I think it's before. Uh, and also in part because uh, and I, I think you'd have to take this into consideration. Um, yeah. Great player. Going to be in the hall of fame. Love to have you, but you know, if you're the rest of the team and you've been uh, going through training camp and uh, regular season. And then all of a sudden, you know, he stroll, even though he is Gronk, he strolls in, you know, for week 12 and, you know, last seven games, the six, seven games of the season. Yeah. I, I don't know how well that goes over.
0: Well, the same could be said for Tom Brady missing training camp though, too, and preseason games for vacation and wherever he's going.
3: Like, yeah, I going think, think that's a little bit short short. different. Yeah, Tom. Tom Brady's Tom Brady, and he's going to come back. And you know, they know they know butter's their bread.
0: Are we talking about when Gronk is around the team, or are we talking about when Gronk plays? That would be my question. I think playing wise, he plays after week eleven. I think he joins the team before they go to Germany to play Seattle.
3: Yeah, now now that and yeah. he's just
0: walking around having fun in Germany for a week.
3: Yeah. On the, bucks,
0: on the Bucks dying, <laughs> but so win total over under 11 and a half for the Buccaneers map.
2: Over, I got more. I got like 13. Dave, I got over. I got him at 12.
3: Keith, yeah, same deal. Over 12.
0: Uh, once they add Gronk, uh, I got him at 14 wins, I got him winning the NFC. So we all have, again, the Bucks winning this one pretty pretty handily, correct? Yeah. of okay. yeah,
4: Champ- Bay gets, uh, gets another
0: run at it. Hey, fans. I know you like what you hear. So do us a favor. Hit that plus button and subscribe to our podcast. We're available anywhere podcasts are found. You can also support us by following us on Twitter and Instagram with the handles Sports Divided. We're going to... Touch on two things last, and then get into our power rankings for MLB. Um, What's going on in the Bronx?
2: Power outage. I don't know. Anthony Rizzo smashing his helmet and all that.
4: Well, come on, guys. His knee was was over the plate. But I'll tell you, jammed it out. out One thing. I've seen more guys get hit this year. That maybe weren't as obvious as he was but they weren't getting the hell out of the way at anything either anymore no but he, he leaned out of
2: the way you can't stick your leg in front of him.
0: you
3: can't stick your you can't you lean in
0: Dave I know he did it for your team for a long time but he's been doing this his whole career where he jumps his body he one he stands on the plate enough his arms are over the yeah. plate and two he like he doesn't he doesn't turn away he like rolls his shoulder and goes towards the
4: plate more but but let me tell you what there's 25 30 other guys out there doing that same thing and never get the problem is they don't call it ever
0: well the problem is is that he also it was absolutely
4: well this one was was as blatant as could be yeah it was
0: a slow curve ball that he easily could have got out of the way and then if you listen to the video the (laughs) announcers in the bronx are like what do you want him to do the ball was behind him it's like it, no. it almost it almost caught the corner of the plate what are you talking about the ball yeah. Like,
4: yeah. Like and, that, butt, and that and that one he, he on his knee yeah <laughs> and,
3: and that one he didn't he didn't like rotate or try he, he literally just stuck his leg out he, jumped, you know? he almost
0: if you watch his feet his feet actually move if his feet are here the box is here they move from here to here to get mm-hmm. his knee out there so he moves closer to the plate as the ball's coming in
3: yeah that wasn't even yeah, I mean, they hardly ever call that, but that one, if I you're going to call remember,
4: one... I can't remember the last time I saw a call, and on and somebody they, they just blatantly, they, they close their eyes before they get hit, you know, type of thing, <laughs> instead of moving, on, even trying to get out of the way. This one was a obviously a no brainer call. I mean, it yes. that was here. but I would say it's, it comes from the fact that it never, ever gets called, and it's, it's crap. Now, it's used to, I mean, back in the days, you know, when you had guys pitching, like Gibson and Jenkins, and, you know, pitching inside all the time, you had to try to get out of the way. I would have
0: loved to see Anthony Rizzo hang over the plate against Bob Gibson. He would
4: have been hit four times. <laughs> have, well, and they would have been in the
0: shoulder. Nah. <laughs> one, would have, one would have been uh, one, right around or, that – right around Dale this or, area. Or,
3: <laughs> no. three, three would have been in the ribs and one would have been at the head.
0: He probably would have thrown one behind his head and said – Hey, you might want to back up a bit. Otherwise, yeah. I'll move this one a little closer to the plate this time. But so, yeah, the Bronx, uh, they can't play center field. Aaron Hicks, I don't know if anybody saw that fly ball that, um, the other night that he yeah, uh, that was spun in circles like a like a ballerina out there. Um, so Harrison Bader's going to look good for them playing center field. <laughs> At least he can track a fly ball.
4: Um, I was watching, speaking of pitchers not liking it, stuff like that. You know, when your guys yeah, still I was watching the. Since, again, I'm without Marquis, so I'm uh, suddenly becoming a, a Sox game fan. The pitch that uh, right after, uh, Cease picked the guy off second, and he had so he had now he now had one, and they had a, a fly ball onto right field, and uh, the first baseman playing right field. Uh, looked like Eli out there, and they kept getting the camera close up on Cease on the mound, and he dropped about five f bombs in a row that were there. Yeah. Was fucking, fucking, fucking. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was he was pissed because that was that was not a, a hard ball to catch. No. He was miffed, boy. I'll tell you. he yeah. because he was he, he really I thought I was hoping he wasn't gonna lose just lose it out there. Yeah. Because he made he made that whole play of his own on picking the guy off. I mean, perfect throw and everything and everything else. And then you get the fly ball you want for the second out. He gets booted off the wall. <laughs>
0: well, and to I was going to say the next thing I was going to bring up was, so I asked, "What's going on in the Bronx? What's going on on the South Side?"
4: Six. Well, first off, you got Detroit,
0: <laughs> but they were splitting that series with them in the. The uh, Royals before, you know, now mm-hmm. granted they're losing 3-2 right now, but they're going for six straight. And Dylan Cease did something for the first time in a White Sox uniform since 1919, which mm-hmm. is uh, 14 st- straight starts with two or less runs given up.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, or, sorry. Sorry. He less saying...
0: than, sorry, I said that wrong. Less than two runs given up. One or zero runs given up.
4: Well, I thought you would have loved it, Matt, when you were there. Because Steve Stone mentioned the fact, what would Dylan Cease be like if he had the Cardinals behind him in the field? <laughs> so, uh,
0: the question would be Sandy Alcantara
4: who for Cy Young? Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: It might be Dylan Cease for MVP and Cy
4: Young. Because yeah. the, other, the other thing in that game was they went to pick – they had another guy picked off second, except Harrison uh, missed the ball with, with his glove and hit him in the wrist with it. Yeah. Field. Yeah,
2: no, nah, he didn't have him picked off. He was that was thrown to the wrong side of the plate, he wasn't good, but yeah, but he, he fumbled that out in the outfield.
4: Yeah, he I mean, me so yeah. if, if they had the Cardinals behind him in the field, oh, yeah, or just
0: one, one or two. If any, the Cardinals. Pitcher, yeah. <laughs>
2: if any pitcher had the Cardinals behind him in the outfield, it doesn't good. hurt, that's
4: for sure. But yeah, nah. he's, especially since he's you know, he's got a legit shot at the Cy Young, but
2: he sure does, yeah, but
4: he's you know, he's fighting. The name recognition first and also the record. So
2: yeah, yeah, he won't well, yeah. He won't I mean, have to clearly watch a lot more strikeouts, you know. It's he's right there with ERA the with uh early inner two. It was great. It was a great matchup last night. I mean, it was nice we were able to pull it out. We were losing going into the eighth the last two nights. Yeah, then, what is up with uh Wama
0: and the highlight yellow gloves and shoes to go with the Southside
2: black jersey? Like I don't know. If if he if he gets clutch hits, I don't care what. I color. get it if it's highlight
0: red, like like Eloy's red gloves, because you know the socks have a little. They like to splatter in some red here and there, but the yellow just. I think Eloy's been wearing like pink shoes too, or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Tony's Tony's really slacking on the dress code over there. <laughs> yeah. But so the other the other thing, this topic was brought up on. Uh, It was actually surprising it got brought up. Uh, It's called The Starting Nine. It's a Barstool Baseball podcast, and it's hosted by a uh, giant Cubs fan named uh, Dave. Um, Or Carl, sorry, Cubby Carl, not Dave. White Sox Dave is Dave. Uh, Cubby Carl and Jake uh, Arietta are the two that host it, and they brought up a topic. That I like originally was like, no, there's there's no way. But then like thinking about it, and I said no way as a Cardinals fan, is the Arenado-Goldschmidt combo the best ever defensive corners in the infield together?
3: Well, like without, together? Without yeah without doing research or thinking about it uh, more than three seconds here. i they, they being the, be, uh, be the, the consideration oh, no, no, no <laughs> my first
0: my first thought was like, no, not a chance. Then I'm like, well, every great third baseman, I don't know if they always had a consistent great first baseman or every great first baseman, I'm like,
3: mm-hmm. like Brooks Robinson, who was his yeah. first baseman?
4: That was Wu Powell.
0: yeah, and not great first, not great defensively. Now, if you did all around, they're probably not but like, they, and I was surprised, one, that there were two Cubs bringing it up. But they brought it up for the play that Nolan Arenado made last night where he made a diving play, threw from a knee, and Goldschmidt took three steps off the base, grabbed it, and tagged Grichik all in one sweeping motion to get the out. But, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think about it. Like, every great third defensive third baseman has had, you know, okay, not a – Three-time or four-time Gold Glover, or whatever Goldschmidt is, and he's won one in St. Louis and the rest
4: in Arizona. I mean, if, if I if I think of people right off top of the head, if I think, you know like you said, I went to Brooks Robinson first, and I came up with Paul. If I if I stay home with the one and, and look at Sano and say, hey, Ernie Banks was at first, and Ernie Banks was not, Ernie Banks wasn't playing short anymore for a reason. But- yeah, yeah what the,
3: about Mike Schmidt with uh, the Phillies? I I don't have no clue who's his first baseman. I can't
4: think of who. Yeah, I'm
2: trying to think of third baseman. That's what well, i
0: well Well, the first guy I thought it was Scott, like here in St. Louis. Oh, Scott, Scott Rowland. Yeah. But Eddie then I'm like, well, like Maguire Martinez, yeah. Poolhouse wasn't a wasn't a dynamic first baseman at the time yeah. when Rowland was here. He kind of became that old glove first baseman after Rowland left in 07, You know, like what well, wasn't. Uh, And then, you know, like, I think, like, Evan Longoria, and then I'm like, well, Tampa didn't really ever have a a great defensive first baseman because they platooned everybody everywhere else around Evan Longoria. Yeah,
2: like Adrian Beltre, or or even when A-Rod went over to third base, I don't know who the first was. That's what I was going to say, but he wasn't as good defensively when he
0: became third baseman, but Teixeira was his first baseman for a while, mm -hmm. which –
2: That would have been – that's a pretty good one. But – A little later in their career, though. But, again,
0: A-Rod wasn't – I guess if you put it in comparison, Teixeira wasn't as good as, if you say, Arenado at first. Or, Gold, you know, he's probably better than Goldschmidt, but he's not quite Arenado good. And A-Rod, I don't know if he was Goldschmidt good at third –
2: I was a Ramos Ramirez and Derek Lee? Derek Lee was pretty good at first base.
0: That's but Ramos serious. was good. He was good if the ball was hit at him. He couldn't make any plays laterally. Yeah, laterally and coming in on a ball, not great. Yeah,
2: I just remember that. I mean, that was, that was a. Play. I just
0: think like I'm like, there has to be some somewhere in the, I was thinking like there's got to be somewhere in the 80s when, you know, here in St. Louis to call it whitey ball, but when it was bunt speed type ball that somebody had a unbelievable third baseman defensively and but maybe some of
4: the what, what about when Boggs was playing third at Boston who was there
0: I don't know that was before my time but like that's what I'm saying like could it also be where there was they had two great defensive guys but they didn't play every day because they didn't have a bat either so maybe because Goldschmidt and Arenado are both having somewhat and if they weren't having them the same year they're both hands down MVP type seasons maybe that helps with, can't think of anybody because you're missing, you know, a guy like that. Like-
2: Yeah, Chipper Jones in a third baseman
0: Yeah, but Fred McGriff wasn't great at first defensively. Right,
4: here's a MLB ranking top 10 third baseman ever because it was, so they got Sano at 10, Edgar Martinez at nine, Beltry at eight, Molitor at seven, Boggs, at six. Well, oh I gotta
1: click to the next page to get the other. I don't know. Okay, we can switch over to third too. But I just...
3: well, here, here's a list of uh, like best third baseman. Now this is not defensive third baseman, but just names. Uh, let's see this honorable mention. Uh A-Rod, Al Rosen, Jimmy Collins, Bob Elliott, Dave Kingman, David Wright, Gary Gaetti, Tim Wallach, Evan Longoria, Buddy Bell, Bill Mad- Madlock, and Lave Cross. Uh, then on the list, top 15, George, George Cal 15, Ken Boyer, Freddie Lindstrom, Daryl Evans, Pie Trainer, Greg Nettles, Scott Roland, Ron Santo, Home Baker. Wade Boggs, Eddie Matthews, Brooks Robinson,
1: Chipper Jones, George Brett, and Mike Schmidt. Was Ray Knight good defensively? No, well, if he was, he must not have been
3: really great.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I only asked. I only asked that because.
3: Yeah, who was his first baseman?
0: Probably one of the best. To ever played defensively in Keith Hernandez?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, for the Mets, you know, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking. Um, well, Ray Knight with the yeah. Reds. We'll yeah.
4: Play, yeah. Who we'll played third for the Giants when McCovey was playing? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to pull this first. I was in the first, third base when we got pretty well covered. Anyway, yeah, we, you know, we do that, but.
0: Let's see. I'm pulling up two of McCovey's all-star years. you right. I mean, you, you really think
2: about some of these and it, it, it does bring into question, like... You have one side, but you don't have the other. Yeah. And then, Jimmy. And
4: here's, here's a list of the best fielding first baseman ever. Jimmy Ray Hart? I don't know if that was... I mean, he was okay. He was. Yeah.
0: That was in 66 and 63, which were McCovey's first two
4: all-star seasons. All right. Here's the best and first baseman. This is beliefs to report. Yeah, Keith Hernandez. Yeah, good. We're gonna to have to try and match them up. They actually got Mark Grace on the list. John. I mean, he was
0: good. Yeah, he was good. Oh, that could be a that could have been a good one. Matt Williams and Mark Grace in Arizona for a while. Yeah. But it does make you wonder, like the fact that we don't have one sticking out on it. We might be prisoner of the moment, but yeah. St. Louis is lucky to have those two,
4: obviously. Yeah, that's it's uh, yeah. <laughs> that's
3: a pretty good combination.
4: Yes. <clears throat> so yeah, here's Olderoon Vic Power, right? Boy, that's going back away. Kansas City Athletics. Tishera is on the list. I mean, that we came up with Todd Helton. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so Arenado Helton. J.T. Snow. Hmm. Manningly.
0: Yeah, so, but again, nobody, no third, like I'm trying to think the Giants third baseman in the snow era was, was it 2002? Uh, let's see,
4: 2002. Keith, uh, Keith Hernandez, I mean,
0: so. Yeah, David Bell was the third baseman for the Giants and. When I, I Noah was it. there.
1: <laughs> special.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it was just me personally was very surprised that such a Cubs-centric lead-in talked about that. But then, yeah, when you actually – I guess when you sit down and look at it, I don't know. It's
1: yeah, it was, it was tough where you to, have to
4: find. there. We can't come up with a better one right now, so.
0: Now, if you asked me shortstop third-baseman combos, that'd be different, probably. But, you know. So, do you guys know who leads all of baseball in uh, fielding percentage for third baseman in his entire career? I just found this on Baseball Reference. Cabrera. No. Machado. No. Uh,
1: number three. <laughs>
0: No. Number three, four, and five are all active. Number three is Matt Chapman. Number four is Nolan Arenado. Number five is Anthony Rendon. Uh, Machado is 18th. Wow. All time. Uh, number two is Mike Lowell with a uh, 9.74 fielding percentage in his career. In. uh a little over, uh, well, 12,642.2 thirds of an innings played for my close career. The number one in the, so the, the uh, outliers, you had to play at least a thousand innings at third base, have 3000 plate appearances as a third baseman and technically play in 500 games as a third baseman. Number one, His fielding percentage is eight or nine, eight, three, four. He was a third baseman for the Phillies and the St. Louis Cardinals.
3: Oh, Scott Rowland.
0: No, the guy that they traded for or traded in the Rowland deal, Placido
4: Polanco. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Those are name you won't hear again for, an, for, an, for another 20 years.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Scott Rowland is actually tied for 19th in fielding percentage, which just means he got to a lot more balls than he should have. And yeah. Then well, that's, what,
4: that's what some of the, the stats now I yes. like. Well,
0: that's why Aaron Otto is probably where he's at in fourth yeah. because he can get to a little bit more. So here's your top 10, which I've never heard of two of these guys but Placido Polanco's number one, Mike Lowell's two. Like I said, Matt Chapman's three, Nolan Aaron four, Anthony Rendon, five, Brooks Robinson is six at nine, seven, one. Floyd Baker is seven at nine, seven. Uh, Eric Chavez is eight. Rico Petrelli. Shelly. Yeah. Petrichelli. And, uh, Ken Reitz (laughs) is 10. (laughs) Lots of Cardinals on this list. Yeah. (laughs) But all right, last topic. We'll hit this real quick and this will spin into just a little bit more, uh, some more conversation of just what's going on with this, with the standings and, uh, or power rankings this this week. Uh, For the first time, we got two new teams in here. Uh, At number 10, the Cleveland Guardians, who uh, sit atop the Central right now. Um, Only a game up on the White Sox, though. They're coming fast. Number nine the uh, spectacle that's going out in the Pacific Northwest right now, the Seattle Mariners.
4: woke we'll up finally.
0: Yeah, talk about getting hot, and uh, Robbie Ray's actually finding the strike zone. J-Rod's hitting. Uh, Ty France has lightened it up. Uh, and they sit, I mean, they're ten and 10 and a half games back of the division, but they actually are the number one wildcard team right now. Uh, the Rays are two. And Toronto is three. Uh, number eight. Fall from grace since they got uh, Soto and the Padres. They've only won a series one time, and it was against the Nationals. So,
4: was anybody watch baseball anymore? Did you, did you see the quote from uh, Tatis' father? Millions mm-hmm. of people are going to stop watching baseball <laughs> because of the way they're <laughs> treating this kid. <laughs> Well, you might want to get a little, yeah. a little better haircut next time.
0: Yeah. I mean, Fernando's got – Fernando Sr. has got his claim to fame. He's the only guy ever in Major League – 12 League. RBIs and a doubleheader. Well, no, that – the only guy in ever to uh, hit two grand slams in the same inning off the same pitcher because L.A. was <laughs> oh, too that dumb – that yeah. Was too mm. dumb to take Chanho Park out of the game. <laughs> they mm. let him give up the second grand slam in the same inning to the same guy. Um. But, yeah, I, I was going to avoid just – he's dumb, plain and simple. He should know – he shouldn't be the face of baseball. It should be well, – the other, the
4: other question is, is he have, is he available after a year? No,
0: because nobody's going to want that contract. Oh, my
3: God, that contract and the baggage? Boy. Yeah. Now the they're stuck he, with can't, him.
0: he can't not ride a motorcycle and get hurt either, apparently.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and he's endeared himself to his uh, teammates so much oh, as yeah. well. So.
4: Well, what, what surprised me is they told – He's only played two hundred and thirty something games before they get. He had played two hundred and thirty something games when they gave him that contract extension. Yeah, what's even? Yeah, you know, it was basically a year and a half.
0: Well, this goes all to the whole Preller being a boy genius over there as a GM, and he's messed up two trades in the past two uh, deadlines, and they haven't gone over too well. And then after he's made all these trades, uh, chemistry kind of went out the door, and the teams faltered and looks like it's happening again. Again, their only series they've won since getting Juan Soto has been against the Nationals. Number seven is the Phillies. Uh, Another team that sits uh, third, or sorry, not third, uh, second in the wild card with the Padres holding the third spot and the Braves, who we'll get to in a second, sitting in the number one wild card spot and they have a seven game cushion in that spot in the wild card. So they're good there. Uh, Number six is the Cardinals. Number five is the Braves that we were just talking about Uh, 72 and 46 and they're three and a half games behind the Mets. Number four, we've already asked what's going on. I didn't know a Matt Carpenter broken foot could be so effective to a uh, contending baseball team this year, but it has been.
4: Well, like that's because when he's with
0: you if the end, you were hoping he'd break his foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number three is Houston. Number two is the Mets. And number one is the Dodgers, who can't happen to close out a game against the Brewers at all right now. And that's fun for... Carlos so they're
3: winning winning 2 nothing right now in the bottom of the eight.
0: Yeah, just let Kimbrell get back in the game again like yeah. last night.
1: hmm
0: But so
3: I know... The
0: other question I had, I was going to, once we talked about this, I was going to ask this. I get everybody rags on the NL central for being like such a bad division,
1: but like, is the AL West any better? Yeah. It's basically a mirror image, right? I mean, and, but the
0: thing is, is until the past, what, three weeks, Seattle was playing under 500 ball too. So like the whole division was under 500 and yeah, they they have 52 wins for the Rangers 51 and for the angels 42 for the athletics compared to 49 for the Cubs 46 for uh, the reds and 45 for the pirates. But
1: I don't know. It just seems like, it seems like they're right on par. Right, And uh,
4: it's, it's, such a, it's, it's just so surprising to see where the angels are. That I, I mean, that's yeah,
3: yeah. Did not see that coming. Well,
0: yeah. What? it's Shohei Ohtani struck out like eight or something and left after the six, and then they blew the game last time, and then. But was
2: well, you say it's surprising? But I mean, the angels—it's—it's it's, it's it's been there the angels, for how many years? You
4: know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. How you can have you know, Otani and Trout and be that bad is as is, is—is just yeah. behind me. Yeah. You know? Well, and I mean, think about it. every
0: every move that they tend to make blows up. Yeah. Like I mean, I guess you could say, it, in in the long run, it blew up. The only relatively okay signing that they've had for big money on a free agent was Pools in the past what ten years, 20, 12 years, something like that.
4: Well, CJ Wilson show, not even work out,
0: but he wasn't like big big money ups. and he wasn't a free like they had to buy his rights to then sign him. that's that's a different signing than what I'm talking. They did win a bidding war for
4: him. I mean, uh, yeah, but I'm, ta- I'm,
0: talking about, I'm talking, but I'm talking about I'm talking about like Josh Hamilton, Anthony Rendon, you know, uh CJ Wilson, all these guys that they just have thrown an empty bag to Justin Upton, and it's.
4: Uh, so yeah, it's you know, somebody gotta look at the guy. I mean you get some of these guys that get paid and they uh, they never have that fire again, I'll tell you. But isn't that
0: part of what you do as an organization to do your due diligence to see if he's that type of guy?
4: You well, know what I mean? Like sure. that's that's, that's yeah, what I'm absolutely. saying, is, is
0: like like they just it's almost like uh I don't know, it's almost like the Jerry Jones approach. Just keep throwing money, throw money, throw money, and hopefully mm-hmm. it fixes itself and works out.
4: You, know, you either got to buy it or you got to home grow it. And you either got to put your money in, you know, into your minor league system where you, you got to buy the stuff and there's no shortcuts on any of it. And no, and that's, that's what they're right. looking so for. Even the Yankees proved over some of those years you can't buy a dollars. Now the Dodgers have proved it the other way, but I mean
0: but really, they've only been to one pennant since – or they I guess two. They've won two pennants since they started buying everything.
4: Right?
0: Oh, no, three, I guess. 2017, 2018, 2020.
4: That's, That's it. it, yeah. Yeah, so three. I mean, $300 million oh. payroll is going to buy you a lot.
0: I mean, it's it – doesn't work for the Padres. It doesn't work for, you know. But, like – They also had a game, I think it was two or three weeks ago, where they hit seven home runs in the game, all solo shots, and lost the A's 9-7. Otani hit, like, two, and I think Trout hit two, and like, just like, at what point does Mike Trout say, get me the F out of here?
4: Well, now, you know, now he's starting to get hurt every year a little bit, a little bit here and there, and you know, his, all these great years he's had, and you know, most people could you could pick him out of a lineup. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I'd still take him at St. Louis. Oh, I think.
0: Take them. Think I they mean. would have taken Harrison Bader for Mike Trout straight up. Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> well, if you could pull that one off, yeah. maybe
0: maybe they'll kick in some money to cover bless his contract.
3: Him. Yeah, plus <laughs> who Baders.
1: <laughs> no, no.
4: Cover Trout's contract. Give us the money again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
4: thinking. I'm thinking. Otani's on the market sometime soon.
0: Well, let's be real. Otani's going to one place. Oh, you want the Dodgers? Yes. No.
3: Oh, Dodgers are he Yankees? Yankees? He's he screams
0: Yankees. The Yankee. Think of how well Matt's Oh, uh, Matsu- had.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah.
0: The short porch there, like, he's the next – he's the Japanese baby. It's it's aligning too much.
4: Well, yeah, that part lines up.
0: You know, and let's be real, the other team that's going to be bidding on him is going to be Steve Cohen, and the Yankees surely won't let him go to the pond scum Mets.
3: Yeah, they're not going to be outbid. Mm-hmm.
4: That would be I, fun to watch. I think
0: they – realistically, <laughs> I think they would pass on keeping Judge to get Otani. To get
4: I think, I think there's a certain part of the Yankees who are almost counting on Judge being gone. I mean, I think that
0: goes to show that he might have already made he up his mind. Yeah, he might have tipped his hand a little bit
4: and stuff like that. And
0: I don't know. think it's necessarily he's going... Uh, I think he wants to go home. That's the thing. There's a lot of reports that he is very interested in... There's never been a better time to get playing. away...
4: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) New York. That was pretty good.
0: (laughs) I think I think he wants to go home, and home for him is Fresno, California. So, San Francisco. All right.
3: Got
0: it. I'm good. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. You. Thank you for listening to the Sports Divided Podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Sports Divided. And we'll see you next week.